How can psychedelics help you get outside yourself and connect with a greater mission? I'm Samuel Donner. This podcast is Finding Founders, and you are listening to our mini-series, Founder Wisdom. And this series will answer that question by distilling advice from our founders in the books or courses they recommend, or just cool stories that we found. And then we'll show you how we are applying that knowledge ourselves. I told Clancy Hilkeny a story about Albert Hoffman discovering acid for the first time. And he told me a little bit about his own psychedelic experiences and how it connects to his consulting business. I'm Clancy Hilkeny. I'm the founder of Wholesome Consulting. And I'm pretty sure you guys brought me on because you want to talk about psychedelics. We definitely want to talk about psychedelics. We also want to talk about like how that feeds into the work that you're doing at Wholesome. But before we like touch on all that, I want to take you back to one of the the first times these psychedelic substances, these mind expanding substances were like ever synthesized. And so I want to tell you the story of the first ever acid trip. Sounds good. Let's do it. So have you heard of a guy named Albert Hoffman? I have. Chemist, right? <laughs> Chemist. Yeah. Swiss biochemist. He was researching lysergic acid at this laboratory called Sandoz Laboratory. One day, April 16th, 1943, our boy Albert is at work in the lab and he felt himself becoming a bit dizzy. And so he's like, okay, you know, this must just be the new chemical compounds and mixing, probably inhaled some solvent vapors, his head spinning. So he gets on his bike and he rides home, finds like a nice, dark, quiet room to lie down in. And he describes like what happens next. It's just like sinking into, and this is a quote, a not unpleasant, intoxicated-like condition characterized by an extremely stimulated imagination. And he's like, okay, that's weird. So a few days later on April 19th, he's like, let's try this again. So he synthesized 0.5 milliliters of the compound, dissolved it into 10 cubic centimeters of water, and at 4.20 p.m. took 250 micrograms of the substance, which like, it's a tiny, tiny amount. Like by all other substances, it's like massively tiny. And uh, a couple hours later at 5 p.m., our science man, Albert, felt dizzy again. And he decides to do exactly what he did last time, to bike home and maybe find like a nice place to rest. But now he's like looking around his bike and the world looks a little bit different on this bike ride. Like the symptoms became a lot stronger. And he says, this is another quote, I had great difficulty speaking clearly and my field of vision fluctuated and swam like an image in a distorted mirror. And I want to take like a little stopping point here and like, do any of these visions sound familiar to you? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the altered state really does a number on your tr traditional modes of perception and you see things in a completely new way. And I think what's really wild about it is, you know, to the outsider, you're experiencing hallucinations, but to the person on the trip, you believe you're seeing reality at a deeper level. It's kind of up to the uh, individual to decide which is which. And he kind of like says that next because he says like he sees the world as if newly created, right? But the thing is like, when you have all of this for the first time, it could probably be a little bit of like a little bit overwhelming. hundred percent, hundred percent. He goes on to say like he's biking, but he's feeling like he's not moving from the spot at all. 
even though the colleague that's biking along with him is moving, like he's like, dude, you're going super fast. What are you talking about? And he's like, oh shit, this is getting kind of spooky. And this is where he starts freaking out. So he's he starts arriving home. He's freaking out. He calls a neighbor who summons the nearest doctor. The symptoms are becoming overwhelming. Hoffman recorded them at the time as like dizziness, visual disturbance. The faces of those present are like looming over him and like they're vividly colored and grimacing. I feel like we have today probably like a two word version of this is just like this dude's having a bad trip. (laughs) Yeah, bad trip, a boundary dissolving trip too. Yeah, yeah, he's not having a good time. And then finally, the doctor comes, right? And Albert, like you have to think about like from his perspective, he's thinking he's like literally dying. And then the doctor comes and he's expecting this guy to be literally dying. But then it's like the peak had already passed. And he like checked his pulse and he checked like his breathing and it all seemed regular. Like nothing was wrong with him. Now Albert's coming down and he's had the first ever acid trip. Hoffman knew that it would be something incredible because no other substance he could think of produced such a powerful effect from a tiny dose. So acid was released into the world and became a catalyst for self-discovery and counterculture. And so like, I want to ask you about what are your thoughts on the story? If it mimics any trips that you have had, what you think the impact, you know, going forward of this event was? Well, I think what ties all psychedelic experiences together is that boundary dissolving nature, the sense of your usual everyday life. You walk around as this separate being in this physical body and, you know, you think you pretty much have a grip. And then you embark in a psychedelic experience or journey and your sense of self suddenly isn't so, so strong anymore. It it kind of opens up, it becomes porous and the wall between you and the outside world just kind of goes away. And the the trick is that it can definitely make a person, you know, lose their bearings and, and create a really bad trip. What makes the current kind of psychedelic renaissance so interesting is that I think people have learned the lessons about pushing people over the cliff without any kind of parachute or support. And I think it's really important that when people do embark in these experiences where that sense of self does drop, that there is someone there who can can help you navigate and integrate those experiences. I guess now, I mean, you have researchers doing it, but then you also have like these new age shamans and uh, uh, a bunch of people that are, are, are taking the place of that safety net. Do you have any like experience with that or like know of, of what's going on in like the psychedelic realm where, where, where people are taking on these roles of the safety net? But yeah, so in the integration space, I think what we're going to see is a lot of folks in psychiatry and psychology will start getting you know, certified to be you know, integration counselors. Um, right now, I would say finding a really great shaman who you have a good connection with is probably the best way to explore. But finding the right one that you can trust is a little bit tricky. You're also like delving into this, um, not just experientially, but you're you're writing a little bit about it. Could you like tell me a little bit about like the angle you're approaching this? Yeah, I think for me, I come from Kansas. I'm from the Midwest. And, you know, when you come from the Midwest, I think you you learn pretty quickly what's fringe and what's kind of acceptable. Uh, so dabbling in kind of the fringe world of psychedelics, I've always been mindful of the fact that while, you know, a psychedelic can light the match and kind of open up your, your curiosity and, and your psychological, even your spiritual life, trying to find a way to bring that down the mountain and translate that in everyday terms is, I think, really important because, 
you know, things like mindfulness and meditation uh, access a lot of the same key insights that a person might have while uh, exploring psychedelics. So my goal is really to help kind of build a bridge between the, the fringe of, of psychedelia and, you know, mainstream mindfulness so people can kind of traverse these, these worlds. And it seems like this is something that you're taking into your consulting practice. You know, it's, it's a tricky one, right? I would say that what the psychedelic experience does is it reminds you that, you know, the ego is, is it's just this kind of uh, mental construct of sorts. It's a useful one, but once you kind of see beyond it, you recognize that you're part of this living system and you're just one cell in a sea of cells. And so when you recognize the interconnectedness of, of life, you say, okay, how can I be a positive impact on this whole system? How can I see the whole system rather than just live as this egocentric, selfish me, right? So with regard to connecting it back to, to wholesome and the consulting practice, you know, already there are so many wonderful entrepreneurs and companies that recognize that we need to do business in a whole new way. We need to understand our impact on the environment, uh, our impact on human consciousness and people's attention. And so what Wholesome is all about is, is helping people think holistically, understand their impact on the broader whole and step into a, a deeper level of service. Almost like finding like a North Star for your company or whatever you're trying to create so you can continually go towards that North Star and actually create the positive impact that you might be dreaming about at the beginning. Exactly. And sometimes people just need a little bit of a push to embrace the boldness of their vision and really kind of see that they may have greater aspirations and, and wish to make an even bigger impact than their conditioned mind makes them feel they can. So I like to give people that push to really swing, swing big and do something that's you know world changing. So where can people find out more about you and Wholesome? So the best way to check out Wholesome is just go to wholesome.com. And Wholesome is spelled a little bit different. It's W-H-O-L-S-Y-M. Uh, and then my website is just my name, ClancyHilkenny.com. From this conversation, I realized that psychedelics can be a tool to find a mission bigger than yourself and connect with your fellow man in a way that might be able to help the world. <laughs> 